We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Then he had 25, then he had 15. Uh, Looks like he'll be the hero tonight. Mid-second half for Lillard. Drops it for three, and that will do it. Valiant effort by the Knicks. They took a lead with just over a minute remaining, but fall to the box in the first game of the NBA in-season tournament for these clubs. Milwaukee wins it 110 to 105. The heroics of that man propelling them down the stretch. Ah, that was annoying. Um, all right. Knicks lose. Uh, Knicks lose what I'm going to go ahead and call their first heartbreaker of the season. I think that qualified for a heartbreaker given how that game was going. Um, shooting discrepancy throughout how the Knicks played uh, despite not being able to hit a shot. Um, and then obviously finally taking the lead in the last minute and uh, then to lose it. I think that qualifies as a heartbreaker, even in, in game six of the uh, of the NBA regular season. And of course, game one of the in-season tournament. How can we forget that? Uh, a lot to talk about for this one. And I'm sure we're going to get to a lot of it throughout the comments. So I will try to go through what I want to go through um, rather quickly. Funny enough, my my first thought as I as I'm trying to process that game is, man, uh, this Bucks team is going through it right now. They're they're not playing very well. Um, that the Knicks, I burying the lead. The Knicks outplayed the Bucks tonight. They were the better team, and uh, they they lost because they could not hit the far side of a barn. Uh, at some point, the the Bucks will figure it out, and they will get better on defense, and they will reach their full capacity on offense, and they will they will go through a period this season where they are a bear, and probably for a large portion of the season they will be a bear to deal with. And it, it feels like this may may have been the game to get them before they hit that stride and um couldn't get it, which is which is unfortunate because it was it was there for the Knicks to get. Um you know, I mean if you want to boil the down the game down to one stat line, uh you can. Bucks twenty of thirty nine from three, Knicks ten of thirty nine from three. Took the exact same number of threes, and uh, Bucks made twice as many. It's not often that you get that level of symmetry, but um, such was life tonight. Uh, I mean, the Knicks to say that they outplayed the Bucks in most other facets of the game, uh, out rebounded them fifty six to forty one. 
uh, got nine more offensive rebounds, six more defensive rebounds, uh, got to the free throw line almost as much. You know, they were 19 to 25 from the line. Bucks were 20 to 28. Eh, you know, ideally, you'd like to have 20 or 21 to 25. 19 to 25 won't kill you. Didn't turn the ball over a lot. A couple of key turnovers that poor. The, the timing on some of the turnovers was poor, but only turned the ball over 11 times. Like, and, and most of all, I thought the Knicks defense was really good. You know, uh, people will point to the fact that a lot of the Bucks shots that they, uh, three pointers that they took and made were open. I understand that. Um, I, I responded to somebody on Twitter earlier saying this, and I'll say it again. When you are dealing with two of the 10 most dangerous offensive players on the planet and Dame Lillard and Giannis are, are certainly certainly qualified for that. You are going to pick your poison and you are if the choice is to get beat by Damian Lillard or Giannis Antetokounmpo or Marshawn Bochamp or you know uh, Jay Crowder or even Brooke Lopez you're you're going to choose to get beat by those other guys and you know those are the guys that, that made threes. I mean Knicks lost by five and Crowder and Bochamp were a combined seven of 11 from deep, you know? So uh, I, to say nothing of the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's has hit like, I don't know what, 20 or 25% of his threes for his career was, was perfect from deep three or three. Um, that was like the moment of the game where the, the game crystallized. Like this is probably not going to end well is when Dante DiVincenzo missed the umpteenth open Knicks three pointer. And it like rimmed it. It did a full ring around the rosy rimmed out. And then, uh, Giannis comes back down and drains his third three and three attempts, second in like a minute. Uh, that that was fun. Um, yeah, so you, yeah, sure, you could boil the game down to that. Uh, to me, there are a few other notable talking points from this game. Obviously, Jalen Brunson with forty five of the Knicks, hundred and five points. Um, he was spectacular. I know he had a, a turnover there in the last few minutes. I understand after Lillard hit the three, he took the next shot and missed the next shot, which would have put him back up. Jalen Brunson scored 45 points on 30 shots. Um, and that was with only going two of eight from deep. Did not have, d- doesn't have his three ball yet, just like the entire team doesn't have the three ball right now, with the exception of Quentin Grimes, who we'll talk about. So to score 45 points on 30 shots in the league today when you go two of eight from three, it's pretty impressive. I mean, that was a get on my back and let me carry you home performance from Jalen Brunson. And oh, by the way, uh, one of the two threes that he hit was the the big one to actually put him up, which thought we might actually get a victory. Outstanding performance from Jalen Brunson. I feel like it's not going to get the attention it deserves tonight because of some of the other things in this game or one other player in this game. Um it seems like Jalen Brunson is back, found his groove. And with him being back and finding his groove, the Knicks that we saw in the second half of this game in particular, and it kind of started in the first half, but really in the second half, which is why for as heartbreaking as this game is, I'm, I'm, I, and the fact that they're two and four, which is obviously not ideal. I think I'm going to come out of this game feeling a little bit more positive than negative because the, the team I watched in the second half felt like the Knicks. For the first time all season, I know they won two games already. Second half team that I watched felt the most like the Knicks that we got used to last year. And that's important. And yes, the Knicks of last year were the Knicks of last year because Jalen Brunson, over the last two thirds of the season, 
played like a top 15 player. And tonight, obviously, he played like a top 15 player. And I think, look, this was, you know, for better or worse, this was an ISO heavy team last year. This was a, a team that went on the backs of its two best players when their two best players were going well. And if you want to throw quickly into that mix, you can throw quickly into that mix. It's kind of like the third guy off the bench. Uh, when, they're, when their best players are going well, they were really good. And it's not like it, it's live or die on if Brunson or Randall or quickly was hitting shots. But like when those guys were hitting shots, that's what got the dominoes to start to fall. And tonight, Brunson was hitting shots. Normally, the, the and some dominoes were falling. The, the ones that weren't were like a lot of open threes were missed. You live with it. You figure those threes are going to come back around and you're going to make them. Um, but it felt like the Knicks. It felt like the Knicks. And yes, Brunson was a big part of that. Um, ah, goodness. I don't even know how to talk about this player. You know, I there was a moment there were two moments in this game. <laughs> there was a moment in the first half, which notably came before uh, Julius Randle missed three shots in a roughly 35 second span when he was, I think it was like three of 10. And I turned, we, we shout out to everybody who came to Penn six tonight and watched the game with us, which I was there for a half. And I, ye- I yelled across the bar at, at Andrew Claudio and, and Sean with a W shout out to the casuals. And I was like, man, I feel like Randall's been playing well tonight. Like, I feel like his process has been okay. And he's just missing shots. And, and, you know, they nodded and a few other people nodded. And then like, I don't know if it was like a minute after that, he, he attempts two mid range shot fadeaways off the glass that have no chance of going in. And with a missed three pointer sandwiched in between. And he goes into the half. I forget if he was three or 14 or three or 15, whatever he was. And it's like, man, it's just, it's getting really hard right now. And then the second half started and he stopped shooting. And I, I would have to go back and rewatch the second half to really see like how much was he doing on offense to try to, was he, you know, setting screens or whatever, like try to make life easier for his, for his teammates. But like, he was not just gunning and he was letting Brunson take over and he was letting his guys do what they do while trying to, find the balance between like a guy who could still help his team and, and a guy who can, again hit, can't hit the far side of a barn. And then at the very end, he had big basket, got to the foul line, of course made one of two, not ideal, but like, and I was like, and when, when Brunson hit that three, I was like, man, if they win this game, I'm going to have to, I, I'm, and I'm not that I'm going to have to, I'm going to get up here and say something nice about Julius Randle. I'm going to mean it. Cause I'm going to say he was having a terrible game. After five terrible games, and he he figured out a way to still help his team. And then down the stretch, what do we get? We get an ill-advised shot attempt against Giannis and Brook Lopez. And then on the possession of the game, we get you. And, and I don't want to kill him for this. I mean, better men than him have tried and failed to guard Damian Lillard. Um, but like, you know, the ball is going to Dame there. You know the screen is going to come. You know Grimes is going to be knocked off the the defensive possession because it's Giannis setting the screen and Giannis is a brick shithouse. You have to be ready to step up there and not let Damian Lillard beat you. And Julius Randle didn't do that. 
And like, I, I don't want to key in on that possession. There were a lot of poor defense. I don't say a lot of poor defensive possessions, but like, he's not the only one, right? Like Brunson had some poor defensive possessions. There's always going to be poor defensive possessions to, to point to, but in that situation, situational awareness is something that we've gotten on Julius for so many times. And that was situational awareness to me. You know, I kind of want to go rewatch the play, but like step up. Don't let them beat you. You know, let him let him bring the hard double and let him pass to Giannis and, and have someone come in and defend the role and foul it or like have him pass out of the role. And and again, let one of these guys who I understand they've been beating you all night. Fine. I'd rather one of them beat us in the in the closing minutes than than Dame. Um and he, you know, and that was frustrating. And now we're sitting here and Julius Randle has, and I'm looking, Dame was four or seven from three tonight. 30 points on 15 shots. Maybe don't let that guy beat you. Um, and now Julius Randle is sitting here and he's had the worst six game start on this volume in over 20 years for any, any NBA player. And like, part of me wants to be rational, John, and be like, look, take a step back, put yourself out of your Nick fan shoes and take your Nick fan cap off. If there was a player on another team who had made two of the last three All-NBA teams and there was a six-game sample size of abjectly awful play, and the fan base of that team was like, get the fuck rid of this guy. F him. We're done with him. I'm so sick and tired of this same, of this BS. How would we as Nick fans react to that fan base saying that about a player after six awful games? And the obvious answer is we'd be like, you know what? That fan base doesn't know how good they have it. They deserve to have their front office trade that player or, or have that player, you know, be pissed at them or whatever. And of course, it's a little bit different because we've lived through the Julius Randle experience and we, we've had that pain inflicted on us and it is real and it does leave scars. But coming off ankle surgery, yeah, I'm having a tough time because everybody's now th- this tonight because it was a national TV game and it was in season tournament, the whole thing. Now the national. It's it's all going to be piled on, you know. Everyone's going to highlight obviously the shooting and and talk about how what a horrendous start to the season this is. And I got to tell you, my inclination is to be like, let's let's hold the horses a little bit. I know how frustrating he's been. I I, I I'm just as frustrated as everybody watching. Um, but I, my better judgment is telling me to have patience. And not lose my shit because he's had six really bad games coming off a summer in which he was not able to do any of the things he normally does. Uh, so that is what I will say about Julius Randle um, for now. Um, I don't have much else to say about the game or the team. Uh, it was great to see Grimes get going. Grimes, 6 of 11 from the field, 5 of 10 from 3. Seems like he kind of fouled himself. I wrote a, a little bit about Grimes in the newsletter today, and I kind of split the baby. Yes, there's. Yes, he could do more. 
um, to, 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 or yes, they could do more to get him going. Yes, he could do more to help himself. And some of that, some of the help himself is like, just hit shots, you know, and he hit shots tonight. And all of a sudden, great problem solved, right? Um, 34 minutes. Like when you hit shots, you play more. When you play more, you get more shots. It's, it's, it's not that complicated. And, uh, he closed the game. He deserved to close the game. Um, Josh Hart went two and nine. Oh, four from three. I thought we saw a little bit more of the Josh Hart that we know and love. He has to hit shots. You know, it's just like Randall has to hit shots. Uh, Mitch, 29 minutes. Weird stat line. Missed. They took four field goals, missed them all. They were all on putback attempts on like tough contested putbacks where he had, I, I didn't think any of them were like egregious in terms of like, he shouldn't have gone back up with that. I was fine with all of them. 15 big rebounds, 15 rebounds in 29 minutes, including six, uh, six on the offensive glass. Mitch continues to play like a monster. Um, Quickly had a little stretch. It was nice. You know, probably could have given him a little bit more, but whatever. Um, and then, you know, DiVincenzo, one of eight from the field, one of four from three. He's going to kind of get a pass tonight, but like, Lose game by five points. One of four from three, one of eight overall, including a dunk attempt. That was, I know, I know what he was going for there. Not the time, buddy. Like I, I, the, the, the comment of the night, I forget who it came from. I kind of want to look it up on the Substack Twitter, uh, KFS Substack Twitter. Somebody was like, that's it. Can't make a fucking layup. So what are we going to do? We're going to have a reverse dunk over the best shop locker in the league. That's going to get that, that's going to work. No, it's just no. So rough night for DiVincenzo. But I, I honestly, I don't want to pile on anyone. I don't want to pile on DiVincenzo. I don't, I don't want to pile on Randall because I thought as a team, they came and they really they really gave it everything tonight. And I, it, it, I, I'm personally, I was I was proud of the performance. In, insanely frustrated by the loss. And, you know, it's like if it's in the if if it's in the regular season and you lose five out of seven games, it's not the end of the world. There's something different when you start out the year, which is why I said it after the Cleveland game. I said, man, the second Cleveland game I said, man, it would have been nice to get this one because that would take two and five off the table. And there's something icky about two and five. You don't like two and five. And now you're staring two and five in the face if you don't beat a Clippers team at home that is, I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, they they are probably the NBA's preeminent Frankenstein monster experiment that we've seen in a while. Uh, they're still going to be formidable. Um, they're definitely going to be formidable. I mean, what am I saying? Still going to be formidable. Like they're 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 going to be. It's going to be that's going to be a tough game. And you and then win or lose that game, what's your reward there? Is you is you play a game against this speaking of Frankenstein's monster against this Wembenyama kid who decided, you know what? I'm going to skip past the rookie wall thing. I'm going to, I'm going to skip past like the rookie, uh, the adjustment period. And I'm just going to go right to being an all-star because that's, that's what he is uh, or he's looking like so far. So, you know, this team has character. They showed that character tonight. Um, and they will be tested, and I we, we figured I figured they would be tested with this early season schedule, and uh, that has come to fruition. So we'll see what they're made of. Uh, tough loss tonight, and um, 
you know, we'll see what they could do from here. That's all I got. Um, APJP is on the ones and twos. So looking forward to seeing what people want to talk about. I have some guesses. Jesse M. Uh, Julius Randle is the worst all-star in the NBA. I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that. Uh, I will just say there have been a lot worse all-stars than Julius Randle. Thanks, Jesse. Colin Reardon. A loss is a loss is a loss. Blew it. Sorry. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, yeah. Look, when you're a team that made it to the second round of the playoffs last year, and that a lot of people were talking about as a top four seed this year, the notion that you're going to have a moral victory doesn't really fly, especially again, it, like this will go down as a loss against the Bucks on the road. And it is a loss against the Bucks on the road and the Bucks might have more championship equity than any team in the Eastern Conference, including Boston. But this this Bucks team, like they're they're not the Bucks. They're they're they have not figured it out yet, or not that they haven't figured it out yet. They're not playing well, and and that that team didn't play very well tonight. So, you know, I'm fine with anybody who is just like, you know what, save the moral victory, shit. Next up, thanks, Colin. Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? Randall going one-on-one against Gian- Giannis when JB was on fire. Has to be the dumbest, most Randall thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that. I hear that. I'm not going to push back too, too hard. His, the devil's advocate stance would be JB took, I don't know how many took shots he took in the second half, but he was he carried them. And if you looked at those last couple of minutes, you could certainly draw the conclusion that maybe Brunson was running out of gas. Meanwhile, Randall hadn't done anything in the second half. You know, and like that one drive he had looked pretty good when it went in. That was nice. And the other one late where he drew the foul, that looked pretty good too. I, I hated the shot attempt that got blocked. I just, it was it wasn't a, it was one too many. And it was not the situation to take that shot. I didn't feel it was necessary there. And, you know, keep swinging the ball around, whatever you're going to do. I, in a different scenario, I'd be like, I get it. Brunson's running out of gas. You didn't have it tonight. If you're Julius, you put it on your shoulders. It's just the decision to go against those two guys there was not smart. Was not smart. Thanks, Manny. I'm not even joking. Currently, as it stands, Julius Randle might be the worst high usage player. He is the worst high usage player in the league because, and that's not even a, a that's not a hot take at all, because he provides you little on defense, and no nobody nobody's guarding him on the perimeter. So what is he offering you? You know, that's not a hot take. Um, It's sickening watching what he does. I mean, but that's where we get into the vitriol, right? The sickening part. Like, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway. It wasn't sickening watching him carry the team three seasons ago and last season. And obviously, what's the difference? The difference is that he's playing like shit. But like, again, it's a guy who is 
given the organization a lot and he's really going through it right now. So I, I maybe this, this is maybe this is semantics, maybe this is nonsense, maybe this is like it's a sports talk. Come on, you could just you know you could be harsh. There is a part of me that just feels like there needs to be a balance between like it, it, there are moments and there have been moments in Julius Randle's career where he has abjectly dogged it. Right. And where it's like, including the other night, by the way, right. Where in with some transition defense, um, there was a moment earlier tonight, actually, in transition defense, where where he played played no semblance of transition defense. I think it was against Giannis and on the break. So, like, yeah, it happened tonight. But like, I don't know why. I just have a little bit more sympathy for the guy right now. I, I don't know why. And you guys, I mean, anybody who listened to the show two years ago knows that, like, it's not like I'm some Randall lover. Or like, I, I'm not capable of being critical of this guy. Um. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, Hush. Jesse, fun facts. Knicks are two and three in games. Brunson scores 40. What a dumb stat. That's the stupidest stat I've ever heard. I'm not even going to comment on it any further. It's Okay. And? It's ridiculous. Uh, Harris Casserman, what's going on, Harris? The Knicks are two and four. Hypothetically, what would you estimate the record would be if they had the 2023 version of David Lee instead of Julius Randle? And why is it five and one? Uh, oh, the 2023 version of David Lee. Oh, so you want to replace Randle with like, I don't even know. What is the 23, 2023 version of David Lee? Um, he's a guy that needed to play center to be really effective on offense. And he's a guy who couldn't defend. I like, I don't know if David Lee. Is is he a starter in the league today? I mean, I guess best case scenario, he's Demonis Sabonis. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's this isn't rocket science. If they had someone in Randall's place who was playing better than Randall, they'd be better. It's just it's just fascinating to me that I texted. I don't know who I texted. Um, somebody earlier today. And I was like, has there ever been a, a player in recent New York sports history that has accomplished as much as Randall's accomplished? And it is so easy for fans to absolutely decimate in a way that is like, man, I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna really twist the fucking knife here. And I, and yet, I mean, I say that I get it. I get it. I've done it. I've been, I've gone on here and I've done it. I've done the exact same, that exact same thing that I'm accusing other people of doing. Cause he's, he, he, he inspires that level of, um, of emotion in his play, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. Thanks, Harris. Uh, Robert Cross, brilliant game by Brunson. Nice to see Grimes get threes up tonight. Mitch is on the boards. That's it. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, I remember, I think it was on a town hall recently that Robert Cross was like, I think this team is going to get off to an outstanding start in the first 10 games. (laughs) We'll see how that works out. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate you. 
Uh, row one star. Speaking of Rowan, no, it should be mentioned. No RJ Barrett tonight. Would they have won the game if RJ played? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Um, hey, John, first super shot of the year. Great to great to see you, man. Offense is offensive. I mean, well, can you say the process is good if you can't hit any threes and you're missing like a lot of looks around the rim? I don't know. I don't know. Um, whatever. Uh, is there not a way or at least a want to get grime shots when he's playing well? Quickly has to improve his finishing at the rim. A lot of guys need to improve their finishing at the rim. Um, yeah, the getting Grimes more shots thing is like you could say it is the hot button issue of the offense this year. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always a way. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that the two ball, if you throw all four guys into this, right? The Knicks offense runs through one of four guys. It's Brunson quickly or uh, Randall and, and, and RJ, not necessarily in that order. Those guys are all capable of passing to the open man. None of them are particularly gifted passers. So like if you're to get Grimes shots more than he's getting right now, I feel like it would take at least one engine, one offensive engine that was like a really good passer that could really play a two-man game with Grimes. They don't have that player. Does it mean they can't get him more shots? No, they can. Um, And they need to. They need to do a better job of that. They have to do a better job of that because we see how important he is when he gets going. So it's that's it's very fair. I just I think it's hard. It's hard. Thanks, Rowan. Jesse is another one. Is Jesus Christ. Is Tim's on the hot seat if this continues on the same trajectory? Fair or unfair? It's a genuine question considering Dolly's Dolan's itchy trigger figure. Um, I mean, they're two and four. If they're ten and twenty, that would be the same trajectory, right? Two wins for every loss. Will Tibbs be on the hot seat if they're ten and twenty? Yeah, sure. If they're ten and twenty, Tibbs will be on the hot seat. And I would say um, not until we get to that point should we begin. Like, what do you want him to do? I understand you're, you're, the way you're phrasing it is more like Dolan has an itchy trigger finger. So, like, at the time to fire Tib was, was two years ago and, and Leon decided against it. He didn't want to. And there were really, there were real issues against, there were real, like, legitimate gripes against Tibbs. That year, very legitimate gripes. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you want to get on him for starting Hart over Grimes in the or uh, Hart over quickly in these two games? All right, it's fair. I, I would have started quickly. I, I, you know, more shooting. Um, Hart doesn't seem to have it right now. At the same time, I get why he's bringing quickly off the bench because it, it gives you quickly off the bench. And if you start quickly, you don't have quickly off the bench. It's like, pick your poison. Like, what do you like? Tibbs can't make the shots. The shots are good shots. The D I think they have the number one defense in the league, you know, and they've played some pretty freaking good offenses. What, 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 what do you want the man to do? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm as usual. I'm, I, I've, this is one of those times I, I must be missing something. Thanks, Jesse. Hamdy M. What's going on, Hamdy? 
Uh, I honestly can't believe we were in this game. Why? Because we, we were the better team. Why can't you believe that we were in the game? Um, what can you say about Jalen Brunson? Grimes was watching the ball on that play towards the end. Thought he played good defense, though. Um, I, I mean, he got, you know, the pick came. He, I mean, it was, it was a Giannis pick. Pretty sure it was Giannis. If it wasn't Giannis, bad job by me thinking it was Giannis. But it was a, it was a good pick, you know? And like trying to guard Dame Lillard on the perimeter has been the second toughest task in the NBA over the last 10 years. The only tougher task is trying to guard Steph Curry on the perimeter. Nothing, you know? Excuse me, the Knicks have the third best defense in the NBA after that game. Uh, yeah, I, didn't, I don't blame Grimes on that one. Thanks, Amity. Chris Carter, what's going on, man? Great to see you tonight. Great to talk to you. It was good, good watching the game with you, my man. We have a good team. Randall will hit shots eventually. I agree. I mean, you can't shoot this pedal here, Kenny. <laughs> Thanks, man. Good to see you. Uh, Zach Zella, what's going on, Zach? At one point, we held them without a field goal for six minutes. I know. It's insane that they held them without a field goal for six minutes. Uh, I actually I meant to write that down, and I didn't. Um... We just need guys to start hitting shots, starting with Randall. Would have been nice to steal this. Yeah, that's you pretty much summed up my feelings about this game uh, in two senses. Uh, it's frustrating, but like this, this team's playing hard. They're playing their asses off. I think they're playing the right way tonight. Now, after tonight, tonight they played the right way. Like they to, to say this team defended their asses off. Yeah, they did. Uh, thanks, Zach. Jibo, two things. We win if RJ plays. I don't disagree with that. I think they win if RJ plays. First, I, I actually am. I feel pretty good about that, saying that. Uh, two, effing Julius. Yeah. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. He's frustrating. Frank Miranda, what's up, Mac? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I can't. I, I always love Frank. I can't wait to see where this one goes. <laughs> this team definitely has the little engine that could DNA. They do. They do. Um, but they need another efficient shot creator. This team gives eye herpes watching them offensively. I mean, guys are going to hit shots, Frank. You know that. Guys are going to hit shots. Um, they're not this bad from three. You know, that said, what I was thinking about after the first half, especially. I don't know. I, I, I do know there has never been a team in the league that ranked so highly in either offense or defensive rating. That walked such a tightrope to get there. And here, here's what I mean by that. To get to third and offensive rating, like the, the, okay, they had one staple, right? The one staple was offensive rebounding and they have that again. But like, we are going to get two guys who have made a combined going into last season, one all-star team between them to be the isolation hubs of our offense. Neither guy is a great passer. They're both okay passers. And through their isolation play, we are going to generate enough 
decent, a decent enough ball movement and enough decent enough looks from three on a team that is not particularly gifted shooting threes. And between all of that and the shot making of those two guys, two guys who nobody considers top 30 NBA players outside of New York and offensive rebounding, we're going to generate a top three, top three offense. And the reason I say that it, it was like walking a tightrope is because they got in such a groove and they, the vibes became so good where it's like they started believing that this formula was like, was real and it was real because it happened. But a lot, a large part of that was because they had this undying confidence in what they were doing and that it was going to work. And again, it did work, but I think it's like a chicken or the egg thing. It's like, it was it the, the confidence in that it was going to work and like, Hey, eventually like, it's okay that we're two of, you know, 20 from three right now, the next one's going to go in and they believe the next one was going to go in. And oftentimes the next one did go in and it all worked. And yet you look at it again, you zoom out and you're like, okay, so where's their, where's their like MVP, even all NBA level shot creator. Okay. They don't really have one of those guys rock solid and like, okay, where's their elite shooting. Okay. Well, I don't know if that's there. It's like, you. And then you think about it, you're like, why why is this team a good bet to be a whatever top whatever offense? And it's it's tough, but like it the formula worked last year. And I do think the formula could work again, not to a top three level, but like it it could it's gonna work better than this. Um because it it's they know what they're doing, they know how to execute it, and I do think that there is a a a metal, you know, uh, with this team. There is a there is a steeliness. There is a there is a inert confidence that like we'll we'll, we'll get knocked down, but we're going to get back up. And again tonight, thought they looked good. Thought they played well. Thanks, Frank. Justin, love the heart. Me too. JB is still him. He is. <laughs> The team, Randall, will be fine long term. I agree. Would like to see Dante or quickly when teams help off Hart down the stretch. Yeah, the the Hart thing. I, I I'm I'm totally with you, Justin. Um, I was frankly surprised to see Hart down in there. I mean, I, I get it. Like, Hart's a bigger body on defense. I get that. He's a better. He's a good rebounder. You know, I get that. And they, again, they killed the Bucks on the boards tonight. And you, and I guess the last part of it is like down the stretch, you know, you're going with Brunson with the game he's having. So you don't, you're probably not running any possessions through quickly anyway. Even so, I, I would have had quickly in there myself. I mean, what the fuck do I know? Nothing, uh, but uh, I, I I agree with you that it was questionable, and you know, again, Hart. I don't think he hit a three tonight. So, you know, what do you do? Thanks, Justin. Juanon, uh, what's going on, Juanon? Spent ten minutes trying to write something positive here, and I got nothing. That's that's fair. I blame the Sketchers. Get thirty in a pair of Ewings, and we'll see a turnaround. RJ can't get healthy fast enough. We need help. I mean, I look, this team could have won tonight. Like it's it's insane to say, but like they were if they go 
I mean, they lost what did they lose like five? And they shot 10 of 39 from three. If this team shoots 30% from three tonight, they win. You know, they win the game. They didn't. Which sucks. <laughs> Thanks, Juno. Andrew Claudio. Hi, Andrew. This is shout out one of two. Salute to the entire crew that came out to the KFS watch party in the city tonight. One day they'll win one of these games. I hope so. And this is uh, what's the second thing? Curious what else he has left. Um, second, shout out to my cousin and very loyal KFS patron Ryan on his birthday. He says hi and wants to know what he should do after liking and subscribing. Shout out to Ryan, who I met at Andrew's wedding, uh, him and his lovely wife. And um, happy birthday, obviously, Ryan. And uh, I'm very socially awkward. So when I when I met his wife, I, I, I told her and she said she was a big fan of the show. So I said, great. Subscribe and uh, rate and review. Which is funny enough, not a thing you say to someone in polite conversation. Uh, so wherever you are, Ryan and 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 your wife, uh, I hope you're, you're doing wonderfully on this Friday evening. And um, what do you do after liking and subscribing? I don't know. What else is there? It's like the edge of the universe. There's nothing else to do. That's it's all there is to it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Hushs! A huge overreaction. But watching Randall, I was thinking what Cat would look like on this team. You're not the only one. I, I, I put in a call for questions for uh, today's mailbag edition of the Knicks Film School newsletter. Uh, subscribe on Substack. And a bunch of people were like, man, I'm starting to talk myself into Cat. Uh, anyway, I miss RJ, man. We need him badly. Yeah, I, I mean, look. The, they got to get Randall going. They have to get Randall going. Randall, it's not that they have to get Randall going. Randall has to get himself going. And I think that's what he's trying to do. Like that's the the shame of it. Like 
I really do want to go back and watch all the shots because I feel like I'm going to not mind the process on a lot of them. Um, but uh, it's going to be a no for, for me, dog, for Cat right now. <laughs> Hush with another one. IQ bench down the stretch. Very questionable. I mean, I, I don't think IQ had a great game. He had a few, a, a few nice moments. Um, but again, that's that's fair. If you want to get on on tips for that, I'm not going to get mad at you at all. Matt, Aussie Knicks fan, what's going on, Matt? Brunson and Randall both in playoff form already. That's mean. Brunson burner was burning bright. Julius was not. We will be fine. Not worried at all. Um, yeah, it's like you know everything's relative, right? Like worried. Worried in what way? Like the, the team's going to figure it out. They're going to win some games. They're going to get. They're, they're going to get going. You just. You don't. You don't want to dig yourself that kind of hole. You know. Ideally. I, they could dig out of it. But. Everything's louder in New York. Everything's louder in New York. I mean, God knows last season we remember. That was miserable. Um, so if you could avoid like this, I feel like this Clipper game, like it's probably good that they lost this game on a Friday night because it's a weekend. Um, I feel like this Clipper game is going to be an important game. It is. Not that I feel it is an important game. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. LDS. What's going on, uh, LDS? Uh, I like Randall, but we're just not going to win with him. Leon knows it too. We're at the Band-Aid off before it festers. Again, we've seen this act before. So for anybody who's like, just get Randall out of here. Um, not, I, I'm not getting on you because I, I think that, that was very respectfully phrased. Um, gun to my head, if you ask me, can you win long-term with Julius Randall? My, my answer is probably going to be no. So I don't disagree with that point. Do I think Julius Randle can play a prominent role on a title-winning team? I, I think for a variety of reasons. I've always been suspect about that. To say, you know, it's time, get him out of here. For one, I think all the frustrations that we are sitting here having about Julius Randle after a game like tonight and after the start of the season he's had, like, one... Are any of us really shocked? No. Two, do you think like GMs and, and executives around the league don't know that this is kind of what Randall is, or at least what Randall is capable of? No. And then number three, like I know we slash me have always been under this presumption the last few years that like, oh, Julius is CAA, Kentucky, the whole thing. They're not going to trade him, right? Whether that's true or not, like what offers were they really getting for him at any point in time? That's number one. And number two is like, when was the time where they, it was like really ripe to trade him other than when he like three years ago, um, when he first started having that, you know, he, he started having his all NBA campaign. Uh, we, we've been down that road before. I don't want to go down it again. So like, now, like what you're not, it's not like you're 
like the, I, we're not going to do the Randall trade thing because like there's just, there's not going to be a good Randall trade out there. I could just sit here flatly and tell you there's not going to be a good Randall trade out there. There's just not. To say nothing of the fact that teams don't trade until at the earliest January and more likely February. So it, you, you better hope he figures it out because he's going to be here for a while. Thanks, LDS. Harry Donor, what's going on, Harry? I'm generally a Tibbs fan, but how much blame does he deserve for playing Randall 39 minutes tonight? I mean, the guy, the alternative to Randall was whatever Josh Hart was. You know, two, I forget what. He didn't shoot well, and I didn't think he played particularly well. Like, you need Randall on the court to defend Giannis. Giannis played 36 minutes. Randall played 30, 39 minutes. Um, I don't, like you, if you're Tibbs, I understand every game is important. Your number, like, it's not even enough to say your number one priority right now has to be to get Randall going. That's not enough. It, there's number one, and then there's a f- ocean-sized chasm, and then there's whatever else you're worried about right now. Like, that's the only thing the Knicks coaching staff has to be worried right now about is get, getting Randall going. If Randall get, doesn't get going, nothing else matters. This team is not doing anything this year. Nothing. So, like, I don't know what that's supposed to look like, but I, he, like, Tim said it after the game. Like, he has to work through it. And they're going to take lumps along the way. Um, and yet, even aside from that, you play him for other reasons. You play him because he's the best defender you have against Giannis in the half court. So, it's a, it's a lot of shitty answers tonight. Unfortunately, thanks, Harry. Adam Bolik, what's going on, Adam? I know this is going to be an unpopular take. Okay. I love Jalen Brunson as much as anyone, but Jesus fucking Christ, the same play is run over and over again, and JB is forcing it. He was hot, yes, but Grimes is wide open in the corner. JB needs to facilitate. Look, I'm not going to kill you for this. Um, Jalen Brunson is what he is. He's a combo guard. He's a scorer. It's what he is. It's what he's comfortable with. It's what he knows how to do. And when he starts trying to operate outside that comfort zone, it doesn't go well. Are there like legitimate long-term questions about the wisdom of building around that sort of nominal point guard who in the modern NBA uh, is not like, doesn't really want to fire away from three and isn't a great passer for the position and is obviously a defensive liability. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to have that long-term conversation, it's a valid one. It's not one that I have any desire to have just because like, I like having a basketball team that I could really like root for in a way that I haven't been able to root for in a very long time. And having a player I could root for in a way that I haven't been able to root for in a very long time. So if you want to accuse me of sticking my head in the sand here, that's fine. Me tonight watching this game, there wasn't an ounce of me that was critical of Jalen Brunson. So I acknowledge your point. I don't I don't know if I can do anything other than that. Thanks, Adam. Uh RJ team. 
I love the phrasing here. I genuinely hate Randall, the basketball player. You know what? I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. That's fine. I'm not getting on you about that. Um, he's not an easy guy to like. Even when he's going well, he's not an easy guy to like. <clears throat> All right, next up. Uh, Anthony Six, though. Positive spin. Okay. No RJ. Randall not right. Still in the game with contenders. That's fair. The contenders weren't playing like contenders, but that's very fair. Didn't have your third best, second or third. Well, I mean, this season, RJ's been excellent. Didn't have him. And you had a guy that you wish you didn't have in Randall. Uh, and they were still in the game on the road in a game that like the Bucks certainly they took seriously. Uh, January will be very happy. Negative. Why didn't Brunson score 70? Hashtag ride with Randall. I like that comment, Anthony. Thank you. I always appreciate your thoughtfulness. Truly. Um, <clears throat> Harry Donut with another one. What what makes Randall so detrimental is that his highs are so high. Um, so when he's playing badly, Tibbs gives him too long of a leash. I don't know if that's why the leash is long. And again, not the first time I've said this. What I've always wondered, what I've always wondered about the leash, right, is how much of it is Tibbs feeling like if he yanks the leash a little, I hate talking in these terminology, by the way, but like, you know what I mean? If, if he, if he pulls back a little bit, what kind of impact will that have on Randall mentally, emotionally, whatever, whatever you want to say. I think the real answer is like, Tibbs is just one of those guys. It's like, I'm going to dance with the guys that brung me. And, I have some players on this team who are much more talented shot creators than others. And I'm going to trust that they figure it out. Cause I'm going to play the odds. Is that smart? I don't know. I mean, it's weird. You know, how many, how many coaches in the league bench their stars down the stretch or like really pull back from their stars when their stars are struggling. It, I don't think that there are many. If um, Randall's a unique case, he's definitely a unique case. I'll say that. But yeah, it, it, like the highs are low. The highs are high and the lows are low. Thanks, Harry. As always. Uh, true statement. What's going on, true statement? Record to start off the past three seasons, 10 and 13. 20 uh in 2021 11 and 12 in 21 22 and 10 and 13 22 and 22 23 uh we're known to start off slow all will be fine Wusa. um man I, I i always forget that they were 10 and 13 in 2021 i know they got off to a slow start but i always forget that they were 10 and 13 it's a good job by you pointing that out i think we'll be fine uh alex what's going on alex I don't have much to say about the game, but you're doing a great job on the stream. We appreciate you. Hope you had fun in pet six. You, if you could have fun. I don't know that I ever do a great job at anything I do uh, here at Nick's film school. I do try my best though. And I am, I am genuine. You can accuse me of many things, but, but saying thing, saying something because I think it's going to get like a, 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 like, I don't know. 
I don't know why why do why do why do fucking people who do this shit say some of the shit that they say? I guess to to get to go viral or whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's not my not my not my jam. Um. So thanks for the kind words, Alex. Uh, Pen six was cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. I was into the game. Um, our bartender made me uh, a couple of phenomenal phenomenal old fashions which i enjoyed very much didn't really eat it we had food there and i was like the food didn't come out until the game started and i didn't want to leave my spot at the bar so i didn't i think i had uh a couple chips and some corn dip and some french fries so it's just it's occurring to me now that i haven't eaten dinner it's probably not good uh but yeah it was a good time it's a good time good time seeing everybody uh thanks alex Jason M, what's going on? Uh, Mitch was great defensively. Stonewall Giannis. Yeah, another game where his efforts are going to get buried. Like, we're, you know, once upon a time. Oh, my God. Marcel Scott's, uh, as you say that, Marcel Scott, which is Mitch's trainer, is mouthing off on Instagram about how uh, Mitch isn't getting any lobs anymore. Um, What an idiot. Marcel Scott, there. Somebody clipped this, and and you could tag Marcel Scott. Um, I've been kind of following the things that you say about like randomly on social media over the years, and uh, by all accounts, you're like training regimen for Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson is a spectacular basketball player, and has worked his ass off to become what he's begun, become what he's become over the years. Um, I think that's no thanks to you, and based on some of the shit that you say. I think you're an idiot and um, go, go, go do something else other than pretending to train basketball players. Uh, Cause it's not helpful. And the commentary isn't helpful, not helpful to Mitch. It's not helpful to the team. He was, they were going against the team that uh, statistically allows less shots at the rim than any team in the league going into tonight. They were, I think uh, fir- certainly first, um, as has been the case for years, the best shot blocker in basketball in Brook Lopez and another guy in Yasantenkumpo who's a, a defensive player of the year winner. Like those are the guys you're dealing with around the rim. They they take away the basket. That's what they do. That's how they play defense. If you paid attention, you would know that lobs are not going to be there. Like what are we doing? Um, I don't even know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jason's comment. Here we go. Jason. Mitch was great defensively. I completely agree. He's been awesome. He should get a new trainer. Guy Huber then. What's going on, Guy Huber? In an abusive relationship with 25 and 10. Um, 22 minutes for IQ. It's been brought up. Hard in the starting lineup is not good. He's not earning his money. Still almost won. Yeah, Hart has been earning his money. I don't think he's played well. Um, I this is a guy we all fell in love with last year. Again, it's a sim- similar to the Randall conversation I had earlier. It's like six bad games. You don't want to give up on somebody, and you don't want to be like you know, get this guy off the court. Um, I would have played IQ more. I would have started IQ, but that's me. Thanks, Guhuber. Then. 
Drazov, what's going on, Drazov? Miss Wednesday stream for a wedding. Uh, these early game shooting slumps hopefully don't become a recurring albatross in, in otherwise close games. They're going to hit shots. They're going to hit shots. You know they're going to hit shots. That I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not worried about anything because I, I am worried. I, I, I'm, I, they're going to hit shots, though. That's going to happen. I just hope it's... Hope they don't dig themselves too 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 deep a hole. Alex, maybe Julius Randle in, injured his mental watching too much film. <laughs> Thank God for Alex that I needed that. Uh, I don't know, I don't, man. It's like a game show. Give Julius advice. Should he watch more film? No film? Less film? I don't know. Uh, Will Oliver, sorry to miss the party. It's all good, man. Had to work. See you at the next one. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do another one. I'm sure. Um, we'll do our game watch at MSG too. Um, so all good. But uh, yeah, it was a fun night. Thanks, Will. Joseph J. JJ Riddick. The Knicks run zero to none motion in the offense. Heavy isolation can only get you so far. Is he wrong? Um, I mean, it got them to the third best offense in the league last year. So yeah, he is wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, look, JJ Redick has forgotten more about basketball than I would learn in a hundred lifetimes. I think that to me comes off like a talking point. It's, it's not isolation offense because like when you say isolation offense, the implication is that it ends in a contested shot or a tough shot for a for a player. And yeah, I understand they're what bottom five and assist rate. So they are taking a lot of tough shots. They are taking a lot of isolation shots. But there's a lot of good stuff that comes off their ISO attempts and they've purposefully this has been reported. They've built their team in large part around offensive rebounding to the point where so many of those ISO attempts are after the de- after the dominoes on the defense have started to fall and someone has had to come over to help. Think of all the RJ shot attempts around the rim that have missed and Mitch comes down and pulls down the offensive rebound. That is how they generate offense. Like it's part of the game plan. You know, Fred Katz wrote a fantastic article last year about how you know, they've specifically gotten a bunch of guys who take um, short mid-range like floaters from floater range and how like they've designed their offensive rebounding game plan around those types of shots and bringing in players who take those types of shots. So like it has worked before, but as I said a while ago, it it is tenuous and it is walking a tightrope. As far as the motion in the offense, well, I think you do need certain types of players to do that. And does Jalen Brunson or Julius Randle or RJ Barrett strike you as the sort of players that um, their strength is operating in a motion offense? Can you imagine Julius Randle operating in a motion offense? Like, or RJ for that matter, or, or Jalen for that matter. Like, these are the, these are the, predominant generators of offense you have on your team. So you could either try to fit a square peg in a round hole or you could play to the strengths of their players. The, the strengths of these three players is isolate. All of them is isolation offense. So, and what happened in the playoffs last year? One of their isolation scores, actually, sorry, 
two of their primary isolation scorers, Julius Randle and Emmanuel Quickly, were pumpkins and did nothing. And the third, RJ Barrett, had a really nice stretch in the middle, was bad for two games, and was bad for the last game. And Jalen Brunson was the one guy who was fairly consistent. So, like, if even one of IQ or Julius Randle is good at doing the things they were good at doing all year in the playoffs, consistently through the playoffs, we would be talking about a team that probably is in the Eastern Conference Finals and who knows what from there. So, all due respect, I think he's a little off base here. As an aside... Would it be better to have an offense that was not so steeped in isolation? Absolutely. You need the players for it. And the Knicks have made no bones about trying to go out and get better players over the years. These are the guys they got, you know, and these are their strengths. So, you know, what are you going to do? I don't know. Thanks, Joseph. Someone, someone tag JJ in that reply so he could, he could uh, finally respond to Andrew and come on our podcast. I see the guy all the time. I was trick or treating alongside him for three blocks in Cobble Hill on Halloween. Shout out, shout out to JJ for his for his uh, Michael Jordan costume. Very creative. Um, Abdullah Diallo, Randall's one of the most frustrating players. The talent is there, but the effort is not. Sadly, I don't. Know. I thought his effort was there for the most part tonight. Um, so. Second half, it was there. And parts of the first half. Uh, neither is the body language. Hope RJ can be out. Uh, can be out number two. I don't know what that means. Um, hopefully, RJ's back, right? I think that's what you meant. Yeah, the I mean, the, the we're used to the body language with, with Julius. It's frustrating. I didn't see as much tonight. Maybe I missed it. But we, we know, you know, what the deal is. Andrew! Andrew Claudio, you want a really stupid stat? The Knicks are now one in seven when KFS does any kind of live watch party, which includes the 2019 lottery. Uh, should we stop doing watch parties? I mean, just saying. What about like a, a pretend watch party? Could we do that? Maybe they'll win one of those. Thanks, Andrew. Drazov. Uh, also, what water bottle is that? Oh, I don't know. My wife ordered this for me. I mean, does it have a brand? I have no idea. But it has like how much you're supposed to drink throughout the day, which I don't really follow that, but I, I fill it up a lot and I drink a lot. It's a good water bottle. As far as water bottles go. Andrew Horn. What's going on, Andrew? Newsletter subscriber. Thank you. Everyone should subscribe. Thank you. First super chat. Welcome aboard. You've been you've you've had you've written me some of the longest emails I've ever gotten over the years. And I respect them because you put real thought into them. And I wish I had the time to like respond with the depth that you put into the emails. Unfortunately, I'm I'm kind of a busy man. Um, thank you for what you do. Thank you for caring about what I do. Uh, this is better than therapy. Hang in there tonight. Um, I love KFS. Hey, listen, man. Just trying to put one foot in front of the other. And uh, somebody came up to me tonight at the watch party. They're like, man, you give you give 
you know, the therapy you give is necessary. And I tell them what I tell everybody, which is that doing this is therapy for me. So it's the least I can do. Sam Garcia's dad. How you doing? Uh, my man, Ray. I have reserved myself to the fact that Leon will only get the obvious players. Okay. I'm, this is an interesting take. What's the best lineup you can imagine with Cat and Donovan on this team? Contender? Sorry to do this so early in the year. Nah, it's fine. It's the two and four. Um, I mean, the, the obvious answer is a lineup that doesn't include Jalen Brunson. I, I don't I don't want I don't want to get rid of Jalen Brunson, but if, if the the way you phrase the question, what's the best lineup you could imagine with Cat and Donovan on this team? Like that's Jalen Brunson can't be on the team, you know. It's like it's man. I mean, g- give me OG Ananobi. Give me. Trying to think of like another big defensive wing who's like a floor spacer. There are there aren't many of those guys out there. Can, can, can I get Devin Vassell? Uh, yeah, unfortunately not. It's tough. It's it's tough to build around a big guy, a big man who his like. Here's the thing with Cat, right? I'm, let me analyze these two players individually for a second, and here's why they're both tough theoretical fits on any team, any team. Carl Anthony Towns, when he reaches his offensive apex, it is at the five. It is in a five out offense where he, because if you're, if you, if you have him at the five and you have talented shooters around him, you can't, you can't guard that team. It's impossible to guard because you can put the ball on the floor. You can shoot the ball, you can pass the ball, you can do all the things. If you have a real center, it becomes hard to guard. So basically what you're talking about is um, trying to find like the version of Draymond Green that was like the the one year that Draymond Green could actually shoot the three. Like, those guys aren't exactly out there a lot. And even as I say that, so it's like, okay, fine. You get a rim protector at the five for the other end of the court. Well, then you still got Cat chasing around fours. He's such a tough theoretical fit for me where it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Play him at the four, play him at the five. Like, there's holes everywhere. And then Donovan, I love Donovan Mitchell. I adore Donovan Mitchell. He, he is, I just said the other night, he's one of the eight best scorers in the NBA. He's a guy that operates best with the ball. And he's not a great passer. He is a good passer for, for what he is. He's a five-assist guy, a six-assist guy. I just wonder what the version of the team is that you build around him where the, like, obviously the ball has to be in his hands. It should be in his hands. He's an amazing scorer, but like where, where there's a, where, where you get enough playmaking from that position, from that player to win four playoff runs. Cause that's what we're talking about here. Right. We're talking about contender win four playoff rounds. Right. We're not. And now you're asking me about, okay, Let's put these two players together. And theoretically, we still have Jalen Brunson, who not the best passer in the world, likes the ball in his hands, best with the ball in his hands, doesn't really want to shoot the three. Um, defensive liability. And it's like, you know, you, you bang your head against the wall, which is why, you know, people hate me for it. But well, I'm always going to go back to the Embiid thing. 
give me the alpha. Give me the guy who is can be the number one. We know he can be the number one. Maybe not in the playoffs, but like, and then you f- just figure it out around him. You know, rather than trying to piecemeal together all these, all these, all these parts that are imperfect for one reason or another. But this is, you know, as a famous man once said, this is the business we've chosen. This is the path Leon Rose went down. Jeremy Franco, what's going on? Why can't Fournier get in games? We need shooting. I mean, do I? Okay, fair question after tonight. They shot 25% from three. Fair question. I think the, the, the thought process here is let's continue to have faith in the players that we are running out there, all of whom have shown an aptitude to make threes at one point or another in their career, all recently, rather than upset the apple cart and go to something that we've kind of already ruled out for one reason or another. I, 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 I do have to note here again, six games, small sample size. Knicks have the third best defense in the league. Everybody they put out there can defend at, a, at, at the very least at a mediocre level. With the exception of Jalen Brunson, who gets a pass, you know, and 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 that includes Julius Randle, who I thought had like <sighs> not good, but like he he has at least he even has his moments. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, JBRI, what's going on, JBRI? <laughs> Knicks have a problematic third-team All-NBA player on a reasonable contract with seemingly no trade value. Not no trade value. Like you could you could trade him, not get much back, uh, or not nearly the value that you get back for a player who has made two of the last three All-NBA teams. Not nowhere close. Um, in any business, it's the things without precedent that the heart that are the hardest to manage. It's a tough spot. Such a such a wise comment. Um, I've said it so many times in so many different ways. If you run a basketball team, you are in the business of asset management. That's all. Even, even when it comes to like, you know, recognizing when the vibes are off and when a coaching change might be needed and someone isn't good in the locker room, like even that shit is like a version of, of managing your assets. And you have this asset here that is like, you know what he does when he is going right to help your team. And everybody else knows how fraught the decision would be to willingly invest in a player who, when he's not going right, you know what that means. It's like, I don't, that's why I don't envy the front office and why I don't blame them for like, you know, Randall still being here. I, I don't blame them at all. It's impossible position. No, nor, nor for that matter, do I blame Tibbs. Although that's probably more questionable. Thanks, JBRI. Andrew, Ooh, Claudio with an Andrew is all over it tonight. So I shouldn't email Mitch's trader to come on the pod. No, get him on the pod. Get him on. We'll have a nice conversation. 
or your neighbor, JJ Redding. JJ, I'd love to talk about this with because again, JJ is so much like, I mean, I don't know anything about basketball compared to JJ Redding, but I really want to dig into the question that I would ask JJ if I had him, if I could only ask one question would be like, where is the, where is the dividing line between trying to play to your player's strengths um, versus trying to institute something that is like, you know, generally speaking, more sustainable, you know? And the only other thing I'll say as an aside is like all these, all these, you know, and, and Benji talked about this the other night. So I'm just, I'm literally stealing from Benji when you talk and, 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 and DJ Zulo, they're, they're, X's and O's live stream. When you talk about the the Denver's and the Golden States and the, you know, I'm trying to think of who else, uh, all these teams, uh, uh, even the Sacramento's of the world. These teams have like, not just superstar players, but superstars with very special skill sets. And in Sacramento's case, you're like, well, Sacramento's, you know, the, who are their best players? Darren Fox and Demonis Sabonis. Demonis Sabonis is like one of the five best passing big men ever. You know, like behind Jokic, his dad, um, not Jokic's dad, Jokic, Sabonis's dad, and like Bill Walton. Like that's kind of about it. Better passers in NBA history than Sabonis. And, and when you combine him with the Aaron Fox, like that allows you to do so much stuff and to operate the way they operate out of the high post and all that stuff. Like those teams have the personnel to run motion offenses. Like I, I, sorry, I just don't see the Knicks having that personnel. So I, I, I would want to ask JJ about that, and say, I, I'm sure he has an answer that would that would make me look like an idiot. I just want to know what it is because I, I can't think of it right now. Hamdi M, did you get a chance to listen to Bill Simmons' pod? He talked about Julius Randle. Uh, if it was the pod today, then no. I listened to a little bit of the. I, I listened to the opening of his last pod. Um, I, I'm behind on pods. I'm sure he talked about Julius. I'm sure he wasn't kind. And like, if you're a general NBA media person and you're talking about Julius Randle right now, like, obviously you're gonna kill him. And you're gonna be like, you'll never win with this guy. I get it. It's fine. And and I again, I don't blame those people. I just there's something about. You know, I do think there's a way to discuss it where it's at least, you know, civil. But famous last words. Um, Russ Guberman, first time, long time. It's an island of misfit toys out there, John. You, you think? <laughs> oh, geez. Thanks, Russ. Is that it? Oh, okay. Here we go. We're done. All righty. Well, man, I was hoping when I started this, or not when I started this, I was hoping when when Brunson took the took the lead with that three, that I was gonna have to stay up late and uh, write an emergency newsletter for tomorrow. But uh, about you know this big win, I'm, not to be. Not to be. I I I, I want to just say generally for anybody who's still listening or watching. I get all the frustrations. This team, this team the sports, it's, it's all frustrating, you know. And um, this team in particular is frustrating, but they will be okay. They'll rebound. This team has character. 
And I don't know if they're going to win on Monday, but I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly not giving up on them, and I'm not giving up on anybody on the team. That includes Randall. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, big thanks to APJP for producing tonight. Uh, if you're watching the video, uh, obviously, you know, subscribe to the channel and uh, like, rate, subscribe, review, all the things. And uh, we will see you with uh, more fun and games uh, very soon. Peace out.